brown cow. Unique New York, <laughs> unique New Jersey. That's what we did before, like, performances in my performance classes, like warm-ups, local warm-ups. Well, that's also what Ron Burgundy does. Oh, yeah. How yeah. now? How it's, now, what brown your cow? Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Gotta pronounce that. You do it. It's that, tough. You can't. You can't like mumble, or you're gonna fuck those words up. Yeah, that's why he does it, and that's why he was the best newscaster of the '70s. That's right. Go fuck yourself, Neil. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the super special Saturday Spectacular of Gameware Express. It is episode 199. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Saturday, October the 14th, 2017. Neil Bonham, me and you today, buddy. I thought I was Vaughn this week. <laughs> Fuck you, I was half asleep last week. <laughs> uh, we're coming at you a little late. I've been dealing with some uh, personal problems this week. Everything seems to be settling down now, which is good, so... Uh, Steven and Neil are in New Orleans for Japan Fest this weekend. <laughs> Fuck! I did it again! God! <laughs> you do the show, Neil. Alright. So, this week, uh, intro question. Why am I doing this by myself? <laughs> God damn it. Steven and Vaughn are out this week. Because I called Neil last minute to, to do this. So here we are. Me and Neil. Talking about Destiny for an hour. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that means we're in. I mean... Oh. For this week's intro question, it's a really simple one because yesterday I got this sealed physical copy of Friday the 13th, the game, mm -hmm. on PlayStation 4 Entertainment Machine. Mm -hmm. And this game is still not finished. That's true. So that sparks this week's intro question. Are games ever finished these days? Like when games come out, are they ever really finished? Yes. You think so? Uh, most AAA games? No. <laughs> uh, indie titles, yes. Okay, yeah, I guess I'd agree with you on that for the most part. This is an indie title that I'm holding in my hand. You can hear it. Yes, but it's also, uh, I guess, like different from most indie titles where it was heavily focused on being a multiplayer game. Right. And uh, aren't they, isn't like the only reason it's not finished because were they adding a single player aspect? They're supposed to, and it's supposed to come out on Friday the 13th with this yeah. physical release. I'm not sure if it did, but I also just hear the online still really like janky. And like I, part of that's some of the charm, but you know, yeah, part of it's not. Kind of yeah. like the old '80s movie. Yeah, that's true. Kind of janky. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like a lot of these AAA games coming out now aren't really done because there's always something borked. You spend all this money making this thing, and I know it's like a crunch time frame, mm -hmm. and they still release it. And obviously, there's probably more of the publisher's decision suits as opposed to the, yeah. the people actually making the game. Right, there's like I feel, time frame. I feel like, uh, you know, th there's definitely two ways down that road. Uh, like we can take Call of Duty, for instance. Right. Um, I feel like those games do come out finished. They give them three years to work on them, though. But, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. you have rotating studios. Uh, but then also at the same time, I feel like Activision as a publisher hold things back, aka the map packs that you're always downloading, because mm -hmm. you know I always found it weird that. 
you know, when you pay $15 for a map pack, it's like half of those are just old maps. Well, yeah, because it's easy. You already have the assets. Just yeah. brighten up a little bit, and that's an easy way to make a quick buck. So. I mean, because that could be another intro question for another day. It's like, you know, games are $60, but they're not really $60 anymore. Like, how much do games actually cost now, yeah. if you really think about it? And, you know, it's it's just one of those things where if games went to $70, would people still buy them? You know? Uh, yeah. You think? Like, if they were 70 or $80 flat... They no used to be. You're right, but everyone complains about $60 being too much for a game, and games are cheaper than they've ever been before. Correct. But then we either get incomplete games, buggy games, or loot box-driven games, as mm -hmm. you know, seems to be the, the big thing right now with Shadow of War coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's all the headlines around that game. That's literally all I hear about that game is loot boxes. You know? Same here. So, but at the same time, like, there's also that, you know, again, going back on the opposite side of the road, where... Uh, as far as the loot boxes go, apparently you can play that game fine through the story. It's the end game where right. you defend all the territories and stuff that apparently is it's very, very grind. grinder, grindy and, you know, is more geared towards trying to make you buy those loot boxes. And, I mean, it's also... And, and at that point, it's like you kind of have to outweigh it. It's like, mm -hmm. can I get that game and play up to that point and feel... Good about it. Finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. good? Like, which, to me, it seems like... Yeah, you mm -hmm. could, because just sitting there grinding and defending territory that you already played. Right, because it almost becomes multiplayer-esque. Yeah. But then it becomes you're you know, paying to win, unlike with games like Overwatch or you know Dota or any of those where you're giving them money, but it's exclusively to look cooler. Yeah. Or Destiny, you yeah. know, this <laughs> exclusively to look cooler or dance cooler. Yeah. And that's what you're giving them money for, which doesn't feel as gross, I don't yeah. think. And especially, you know... Of course, everyone that listens to the podcast knows that I love Destiny, but one thing I will always defend about that game is even in having to pay real money in Destiny 2, you still have the option of earning a type of currency right. that allows you to get the stuff that you could pay for. No, I mean, that's so, true. And granted, it is kind of a slow grind to get it. It's but the same with getting loot boxes in Overwatch. Every time yeah. you level up, you get a box. Yeah. Or you just give us 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and see, I, I don't like the things more like with Rocket League. Like, mm. where you get the boxes, but you have right. to pay real money to get keys to unlock See, them. that's even more fucked. And, like, I heard Battlegrounds was thinking about going that way, or they mm. did. I, I haven't know. followed Battlegrounds the past couple months besides their insane sales and concurrent numbers, which we'll talk about a little later in the show. Yeah, uh, yeah it, just, it just feels weird. And as the, these loot boxes start, you know, infiltrating single-player games, it's like, are the games done? Or are they hiding half the stuff in, in chests to make it easier? Because we're seeing that with NBA 2K18. Yeah, I'm hearing like a lot of for like, like dunks. Yeah, and and it, they it, this year players are saying it, it feels like they're really slowing down the progression to entice you to buy these boxes mm -hmm. because yeah, you can earn all that stuff, but you know compared to like, previous games, like you know if you make your own character do that game mode, it's just like the progression's not there. But if you buy a box, that sucks. So it's just a really weird space in games. There's always like a thing, you know, five or so years ago, it was the online pass and the mm -hmm. the trade-in thing. And now it's, you know, now it's loot boxes and, and weird stuff. It's it, whatever way to make money. Like I get it. Games are becoming bigger and bigger and more expensive to develop. And they're keeping the price point $60. But it, maybe it's also like maybe games don't be, have to be that big. Yeah, you know? they don't. So, but but the other thing is is people are buying it, yeah. So they're just gonna keep doing it. Exactly. It's it's always a vote with your wallet thing. Same with pre-orders. 
Yeah. Same with all these, you know, pre-order the game, or you don't get, like, a character in a fighting game, or all this or stuff. kind of like uh, the new GameStop ad that has, with Assassin's Creed, the advertisement, <laughs> word for word says, sorry, the bonus mission is locked. And then in small print it says, unless you pre-order. Which is so, they're just not like, even they're, trying they're to hide not hiding. It. It's just yeah. like, just come here and And then and the get sad thing place. is, is you know that that's not true. You know that if anywhere you go and you buy that day one edition, right, you're going to get that pre-order. Like you, or you're going to get that mission. You're, you're not going to have to pre-order. That code or whatever is going to be in the box. Well, it's like I have my you know review copy for South Park, which we'll talk about next week. But you know, it was always pre-order and you get Stick of Truth for free. Stick, Stick of Truth in the fucking box. You know, it's a download code in the box yeah. that I just got. You know, I got. So it's not really pre-order. It's just yeah. if you get the first edition or you know the day one or whatever, it's there. And Assassin's Creed, like this is. Honestly, not anything new with them because I remember one thing playing two that pissed me off was you go through the game and sequence like Eight. twelve and thir- yeah, twelve and thirteen. There. It's like there was some glitch in the data and you can't see what happens. So and then just you jump play. ahead and then yeah, yeah. or you can buy and then it later. Later on, the DLC was sequence twelve and thirteen, mm-hmm. and it's like what the fuck? Like <laughs> that is literally just cutting something out of the game yeah. and selling it later. So, I mean, so it's obviously nothing new. Assassin's Creed Two was oh nine, I think. So. Yeah almost a decade at this point it just feels really gross i mean when watchdogs or was it watchdogs one or two came out and there was like a fucking grid of like what edition and where you pre-order and like all the items you get so you there's no one edition of the game you could buy that got all of those little trinkets yeah i mean like in-game trinkets it's just that's that's unnecessary yeah. and most games come out now with three different versions yeah, Forza, you know, Forza Seven just came out. The NBA Two K games, they all have like the the low, medium, and high versions with more in-game stuff or early access and everything. It's just, it's weird. How about you spend that extra four days completing the game? Yeah, exactly. Instead of letting me play it early. <laughs> but I mean, it's also like games are fucking great right now. We're having, we're in a great year of games. Absolutely. Game of the year is gonna be tough this year. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's yeah. you're taking the you're taking the bad with the good, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, I definitely don't think DLC has been a downfall in video games no because there's been a lot of dlc done right right and uh there's a lot of dlc that i've bought that i didn't feel was you know something no totally taken out taken out of the game only to sell later and uh but at the same time you know there are elements that some companies and games do that just really feel like they're screwing you Mm -hmm. so it all just depends but you know, speaking of incomplete games, let's you know, let's keep talking about Destiny. Uh, <laughs> the Taken King came out and completely fucking fixed that game. Yeah. That, so it's good, but it's also kind of could be a negative. It's like, do you really need a forty dollar add-on pack to quote unquote fix the game? That seems kind of shitty. Yeah. But you know, Destiny Two is still going strong. Still buy your loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Get your cool Bumblebee shader, I guess. Yeah, I actually read an article today uh, that Luke Smith did an interview, and he was saying that. Uh, they're actually really surprised because the player count for finishing the campaign and reaching uh, max power level mm-hmm. is a lot higher than they anticipated. Really? Well, it's also they throw like everything at right. you. I mean, yeah. They, and they it's pretty easy game. to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, that's good. That's right. good that a higher play Because, uh, you know, we've been talking about this all week, actually, in the clan, um, you know, with a lot of people... You know, uh, saying the game's gotten stale and they don't really have any reason to play. And well, yeah, fix how many hundreds of hours stupid. you have to now in a month? Like. <laughs> but uh, you know, one thing that I've been saying is I actually, and this is just my thought. I don't know if it's true, but this interview actually kind of made me think that it 
they are doing more of what I've been discussing, and that's that they're doing the opposite of Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that Destiny 1 left a bad taste in a lot of players' mouths. Yeah. And they did not come back. Whether Taken King said they fixed stuff and not, they didn't come back. Right. Because you get one chance at making a first impression, yeah. and then that's it. And so it was bad. Well, now with Destiny 2, they definitely catered to the casual player a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And... I think that that's going to be better in the long run because now you can take the game and then start focusing on the hardcore. But because so many people are impressed with your product initially, guess what? They're going to come back. Right. And us hardcore players who, even though we're, oh, the game's stale, da 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 well, guess what's the only game I played this week? <laughs> exactly. Destiny. Like, I'm always going to come back to the expansions because I love that universe. Mm-hmm. And But I- the casual player, you know, like I said, like now they're catering to them. And they will come back for the expansions, and with those expansions, you can start going back to the grind or whatever and turn I, it around. I'm sure you can go to old WoW forums, and those hardcore WoW players could be complaining the same thing, that thousands of hours of WoW, there's nothing left to do. Yeah. You've explored like this whole world. Yeah. I know I know it's not a direct comparison. WoW is a much bigger, you know... And I wonder how many world. of them bought Legion. Exactly. So, um, Here's a headline that I already had my debate for when I was told it. I'm, I'm sure you'll have your report, too. I'm curious what yours is. It will be the same. Um, here's the headline. MPD. Destiny 2 down 50% at retail versus Destiny 1. Yeah. I believe it. I, I bought it digitally. Exactly. Because so I said digital and then had some retort and then it was like it topped the sales for September on PSN. Yeah. Also, PC's not out yet. It People also, it also had the largest digital launch of any yeah. game ever. Destiny is definitely one of those games at this point where I almost bought it digitally. Yeah. Just and because I don't want to get up with the fucking disc in every time I need to well, load it into the You know why I bought it digitally? What's that? Because the version I wanted was retailer exclusive. Oh, yeah. And they were stuff. allocated yeah. to a mm-hmm. point to where I could not get it. Yeah, because I would have bought the same. I'm really pissed. I didn't get the Steelbook to go with my Destiny 1 Steelbook. And also it would have come with the Season Pass, which I know I would have bought those expansions anyway. Yeah. So I just bought the regular version. But still, it's like I almost bought digitally like just for the same reason you. Yeah. Hell, you bought two digital copies. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a feeling a lot of people could be waiting for PC or are switching to digital for this game because it's like I got up just to load into tower and get my Ingrams because I've been out of town all week and have no to play. Mm-hmm. I'd like get up, put the disc in. And it's yeah. like I could have just sat there and not moved. Yeah. You know what disc is still in my PlayStation? What's that? Destiny 1. Destiny 1. <laughs> <laughs> I can just flip between both now. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, we did play some... Uh, I didn't get to play this week because so I was out of town. I didn't bring my PlayStation with me. I will next week. Mm-hmm. But Iron Banner was going on this week, which is the big, like, competitive, focused PvP mode. But there's a big change this time as opposed to in all of Destiny 1, which is kind of a turnoff for me personally. I don't know that it's not competitive. It. Yeah, because yeah. in Destiny 1, you're, when you play PvP normally, your power level doesn't matter. Everyone's on an equal playing field. Your guns do all the same stuff. But when Iron Banner rolled around once a month, your power level mattered, your weapons mattered. So, you know, it changed that game up a little bit. But you also got, like, really cool gear. That's mm-hmm. how I always got to, like, max level was doing more Iron Banner because I couldn't raid as much. Right. But they took that away this time where the, the level advantage is off. Yep. Do you think that's just because this is the first one, so maybe not everyone, it's not an evil playing field for those casuals, and maybe they'll introduce it in the future? Or do you think that this is just Iron Banner now, and what the fuck you? I think it's what you first said. Okay. I think it's, again, them gearing the game more towards, hey, come play this. This is mm-hmm. going to be a monthly thing. But, you know, once you get more people into that max power state, right. you're going to probably, like, they're not going to be as afraid to join this now. 
See, because I almost so. don't want to play because I thought I was it very well in Iron Banner and Destiny 1. I don't know if it's because it did bring a lot of non-PVB players into PvP. And even if they were a higher light level than me, I still wrecked them because I knew yeah. what I was doing, you know? So it's not all level advantage. It is right. you still have to know how to play. Um, I was hoping to do some of that today. And this kind of is still it. like that. Like, with it being, you know, level advantage disabled, it, it is more that. It is more based on, you know, you have to know the maps. Right. And you will do well. Right. Uh, so I don't think I'll be able to do much this time. But how does it work? Because in the last game, you got like, uh, you got your bounties, and you got to levels one, three, and five, and got mm -hmm. drops. Is it just tokens again? Like everything it's else tokens. is like faction rally. Yeah, it's stuff? tokens. Uh, so twenty tokens to level up, and once you level up, you get an Ingram, and you open up that Ingram. This is the only thing I don't like about it mm -hmm. is that in that Ingram, you are not guaranteed Iron Banner drops. See, that's well, it was the same thing in faction rally, which is kind so, of bullshit. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. Why? That, like, why? And I really hope they change that. I don't mind mm -hmm. the token system. I don't mind doing that. But it's it's almost like... but And also, Saladin does not sell any gear or weapons. Right. So, like, the tokens are literally just for reputation. You turn them in, and then you get a random so drop. It's the same, it was the same thing so, playing PvP during Faction Rally. Yeah, so it's like, of the seven packages that I've opened, I've gotten four... Five Iron Banner items, one being a duplicate. Yeah. And also weapons and Iron Banner weapons and gear do not drop as in-game rewards. Right. For so completing a match. I which I feel it's really bullshit, especially when this sucks. is like a limited time deal like Faction was. Yeah. It's like, I finally get to do this. I can't play 100 hours this week. You know, just let me get, every time I get a drop, guarantee it be the one I want and not mm -hmm. this like bullshit cape that's blue. Yeah. Like, I... I really do hope they kind of gear it more towards how Iron Banner was, where, you know, you'd have two pieces of gear and two weapons for sale, mm -hmm. and, like, once you hit a certain... But they don't even do the ranks anymore, so, I right. mean, they, they, they really would have to change the entire system to bring it back to how it was. Because mm -hmm. right now it just feels like I'm just... But it's just another Crucible... Like, it's just I, another I almost, Crucible token. I almost wish the tokens were a currency, and not, like, a reputation builder. Right. So it's like you just get tokens, and then it's like, hey, once you get... 150 tokens. You can buy this you can thing. Buy this thing. It's kind of like strange coins. Yeah. Last game. Yeah. Uh, I guess, but your tokens, if you you keep them to next Iron Banner at least, the next faction rally, I guess those will be like a recurring thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Personally, because again, Destiny is only to make your dude look cool. It's the only reason you play the end game. Uh, I think Hunter got like the short end of the stick when it comes to like the Iron Banner armor. I, so thought, I, the, I thought the Hunter stuff looked really cool. Really? Like Titan uh, looks fucking awesome. Titan looks awesome, and I love the like samurai look of the warlock. Yeah, too, but, but Hunter just looks kind of generic and boring. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it. Like my favorite cloak in Destiny 1 was the Iron Banner one with the wolf on your head. Like mm -hmm. that was fucking sweet. But yeah. now it's just like, eh, I don't know. That's why I wasn't really yeah. like, I could have brought my PlayStation with me, I guess, on the road to play, and I will next week because I have South Park to play. Uh, but once I saw the gear, I was like, eh. I don't care. Another positive, though, about Iron Banner is it's finally just one one mode. Oh, okay. It's back which to... I was wrong about last week. Oh, really? Uh, you is know, I thought it was... Yeah, it's, okay, it's control. That's what it should be. And so it's basically like you're going into quick play, and it's only control. So it's like, yes, a playlist where I get to play only control. Okay, that's what have gotten me to play it more, because I just <laughs> want to play either control or deathmatch. I don't yeah. want to, like, set nukes and... Yeah, play. <laughs> you get twelve lives, and your opponents lose all their lives. So you die once, and you can't play anymore. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Unless I don't like playing that with randos. Yeah, I don't like that with randos. Uh, and then also last week we ran the raid. That was my first time running the raid. Mm -hmm. uh, that was fun. This is my third raid ever. So I only ran the first two in Destiny One. Uh, I didn't get a chance to beat it because everyone was getting sleepy at like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> but it was pretty neat. I felt like 
it was definitely more video gamey than the previous rage which yeah. you know kind of had some like lore to it this was literally i mean it's like a, it's like kind of like a game itself right yeah. like the raid when you're going to yeah. old boy ship and i think as far as like you. the lord goes it, it like makes a lot of sense though because i mean if you read a lot about callus he's mm-hmm. he's very um like i know i'm powerful right but i'm he, he's almost like a king that drinks a lot and he, he he's like he is a lot yeah he bask <laughs> in his glory of his right. power so it, it makes a lot of sense that he would just invite the guardians to right. his giant and try to temple fuck with them yeah get to him. and be like yeah see see if you can prove your worth you know it was one of those things where i always feel weird like i i avoided all talk of the raid before i went into it because i kind of wanted to go in blind even though i was running with all of y'all who had done it and it's just one of those things where it's like I'd love to go into it blind completely with five other people, but that also seems really impractical with yeah. all of our adult work schedules. True. And it's also to the point where we I knew exactly what to do at some point, and we still couldn't beat it just because this one is uh, – I never ran the last two in Destiny 1. It's like one little thing, and you're fucked. Yeah. King, like, King's Fall was a, was a lot really, like that. Because yeah. it's like that, that last boss fight where there's like three different phases, and if one person like whiffs slightly – you're fucked, yep. and you have to start the whole thing over again, which was getting kind of frustrating, which especially because it was getting late at night. All we did, <laughs> and I was I was getting frustrated myself because at first, like I could not understand my role, and I kept fucking it up, and I was getting mad at myself. Were you in Shadow Realm? Yeah, yeah. So I was with you in Shadow yeah, exactly. Realm, yeah. So I just kept like you know falling in the hole or ramping every time we get it. But once I had it, we were down. But it, I just hate being the one letting yeah. the group down, you know? Yeah, and it was still one of those things like I get frustrated, especially at the end of that raid too, because. I get when, like, especially in King's Fall, you know, a lot of the mechanics were going against harder enemies, like Ultras and stuff like that. Like, what I literally hate about this raid is that a regular Scion Mm -hmm. can fuck up your entire thing. Exactly. And he doesn't even kill you. He just launches you in the air. You You go past your your little wall and you're dead. And And then then it's game over. And that's kind of annoying because I noticed... And now it's where if you don't revive someone within a certain time limit, you you're like, dead. Yeah, and you, only have some, and you only have one revive. You yeah. know? So all that's new. So it definitely puts different strategy on it because before it was it was always like, okay, it takes way more shots to take down these enemies, so it's a little harder. Now it's like these are normal enemies and it's more mechanics than like gunplay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like Destiny for the gunplay, not necessarily the platforming. Yeah. The running around the little ring was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The gauntlet, the gauntlet is my favorite part of that raid. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just, one of my favorite parts of any raid. It just it's it's weird because it's like if I do it again because I do want to beat it, um, but I'm glad I saw it all at least. If I want to beat it, I feel like I have to run it with the same people because like I know the one role, I know the running role, mm-hmm. I know the shadow role. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing on the other side. You know, I have no idea yeah. what's going on, and then I have to. It's f- actually run a whole just new thing. Ad control. Oh, is pretty it? Much. Oh, okay. And it's like the the symbols that we're yelling out, the uh-huh. one we don't yell out. I think they're killing the, the oh. like chancellor that's gotcha. over that symbol. That makes sense. So I think that's all it is. But it was so re- we actually have the much more, harder oh, role, okay. I believe. So yeah. They put the rookie in. At the, <laughs> that's fine. But the uh, it was cool. It's just it's hard right now to get it, for me to make time to do it because yeah. we'll get it eventually. It. I still haven't beaten it really. So I, I'm. This is another one of those things where it's like, I fucking hate the shader system because the raid shaders are purple and gold, and that's LSU colors. It's fucking sweet. And I only got three. Really? Yeah. I usually get like 10 per run. I have three. I got like 8,000 fucking tokens I can't do anything with right now. Yeah, because you have to be the raid to use. Exactly. <laughs> and I think I got like one weapon drop. I'm like, why am I the shit luck on raid drops? In the first game, I got, well, I got the Chatter White shader. 
Yeah. And I wore that shit all the time yep. <laughs> because I thought one fucking thing I got. Yeah, when we ran it uh, last weekend, too, I only got one weapon drop. So it's just I like, know. I can't even do anything with tokens. Fuck your tokens. But hey, but hey now you can get them uh, if people beat the raid and yeah, that is true. you log in. You I got a chance at it. I got some hand cannon that I infused into something yeah. else. I got a sword, and I got another rocket launcher. Ooh. And then when we played, when we played, I think I got... A second fusion rifle oh, okay so i'm still missing no i got the auto rifle too so actually i lied i got two drops but <laughs> i'm missing i think a submachine gun and a and i don't know if there's a grenade launcher or not. i mean because i say this i don't even know what all the guns are that i'm missing out on yeah. there's not that one usually like... usually the raid has one of one of each okay well because i remember but like it, in, you know in, i haven't looked after fall everyone wanted like that one fusion rifle i think yeah the next method class yeah so it's always like that one raid gun that's really good, and I haven't really heard yeah. any about any of those this time. Actually, you know what's really cool about the lore of that gun? What's that? Because you know how it's an auto-fusion rifle? Yeah. The reason it's auto is cause, because the Vex can travel in and out of time. Mm -hmm. That gun is basically built with a time warp in it. <laughs> so the reason it can fire automatically is because it's pulling in uh, fire from different dimensions. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's not just like charge, shoot, and it's an automatic. That's pretty cool. I just feel and like the Guardians tried to replicate it, and that's what, uh, not Plan C, but what was that? Maybe it was called Plan C. I don't know. There was one other fusion rifle that was an exotic, but it was like the the Guardians tried to replicate oh. it, and it was like it was that um, that fast char that quick charge oh, fusion yeah. rifle. Right now, my big thing with Destiny Two is I feel like none of the legendary guns like feel any different. You know, like they did a really good job of differentiating the exotics. I feel this time, mm -hmm. but I I don't feel much difference in in the legendary jobs. There, like, I guess it just really depends on the gun you get, because like there's stuff like the scout rifle, nameless midnight. That I only keep using great. that because y'all said it's good. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't. It feels slightly better than some other scouts, but I wouldn't say like, oh my god, I need this gun. You know, it's like, it's 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 the it's the exploding damage. Oh, okay. Like that's what makes it so good. Like gotcha. you you hit and it's a a fairly high impact scout rifle that mm -hmm. also has additional damage. Right, right, right. So that makes sense. Uh, so you've only been playing Destiny this week? Yeah, that's all I've played. Okay. Um, I've, I've been playing a good bit of Iron Banner when I can, and yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm I'm enjoying it. That's cool. So. Yeah, on the road, I had my Switch with me. I uh, just played more Golf Story. Nice. It's just that's so charming, and it's weird because I, I I go through phases with that game because I just it. It sucks that came out after everybody's golf because sometimes, like, I just want to play golf, you mm -hmm. know? I don't want to run around and do the RPG part, but then, like, after I do all that, it's fun, and then I'm playing the golf. So it, it's still enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I've made it through the second, like, the, the second, the like, I was safe level. <laughs> the course, like, the, the park you're in, which is pretty cool. And then just more pick cross. Can't stop nice. playing pick cross. Yeah, this week I plan on picking up, uh, you know, since I have a good-paying job again, <laughs> um, I plan on picking up a few of the indie titles that I've been wanting to get. So I, I think I'm going to get Hob this week. Yeah, I've heard some and, good things uh, about that. I really want to get Cuphead, but now I want to get it on Xbox One because Katie has shown strong interest in wanting to play it also. Yeah, I suddenly picked that up. We'll talk about so. Cuphead a little bit too. Uh, or actually, we can talk about Cuphead right now. Let's do it. News. Oh, what yeah. a what a segue. You like that? I liked it. Uh, Cuphead developers have come out and said they have sold one million units worldwide across Xbox One and PC. So that makes me very happy. It was just last week we were reporting that they were sold one hundred thousand copies on Steam, mm -hmm. and now one million on both. 
I'm so happy. That's, that's great. That's good. It's, I'm just I'm just so glad that games like that get the recognition, recognition that they deserve. Uh, this is like because they're another like Shovel Knight story where they, mm-hmm. they quit the full time jobs. They're like remortgaging their houses. Mm-hmm. Like they were like out of money, like done, yeah. and then they're getting great success, which is awesome. I saw a uh, a comic on on Twitter and just like the niche art style that they went for. Like no other game. Like the only other game I can think of that really kind of um, does this is Astro Boy, just because it uh, is like that, a 50s yeah, anime. Yeah. And but even still, it doesn't nail like the animation style. And no, stuff that it, it is. So. I really need to get it when I get back. When I get done with work this week and finally get back in town, I can stay in town. I'll pick it up. I think we might cut something, add this to our extra life schedule. Sweet. Um. So that that'll be really exciting. The uh, cause I thought about getting on PC too, just because I never turn my Xbox on, but have two players if i get two players it'd be easier to play yeah. on that just that game's very difficult i hear tell katie to get ready <laughs> i'm ready um, hey we slaughtered overcook so that's true oh i lied so yeah that is something we played what's that overcooked oh okay we went back and played uh the dlc the lost morsel oh cool uh <laughs> that shit's fucking hilarious man uh yeah so the lost morsel um it's just five new levels very very difficult um well a few of them are some of them are really easy um of the five i think it was like three of them were difficult two were pretty easy Mm -hmm. um but what i love is the vehicle you get is a helicopter that's kevin's the dog oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm excited because we have we have on saturday november 4th starting at 10 a.m central daylight time our extra live stream kicks off and we'll have two hours of overcooked this year and I haven't played it since Extra Life last year, so we're just gonna pick right back up where we were. Hell yeah! Cooking pizzas in the haunted house, and we're just gonna keep going a year <laughs> later. And I can't wait for that. Uh, that game is so good. My game is great. Yeah, and, and it had it you had can't like play a, it with three people. Got to play it yeah. with two or four. And you had a they had like new characters to unlock. They they were all the new characters we unlocked were bears though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else do we have this week. Oh yeah, tease some battlegrounds talk earlier uh again last week talking about smashing records on concurrent users on steam at like 1.2 million this week they broke 2 million concurrent users on steam which is fucking nuts on a game that's not finished a game that's not finished that you pay real money for because before dota was the record and dota's free very Mm -hmm. niche but also very free and this game is just like keeps getting bigger and bigger and it's insane to me like absolutely fucking insane uh and it's not it's only on pc yeah it's not even on console yet you know like it's only gonna blow up more because i mean the fact that this many people are fucking playing uh what's like fortnite's fake mode on this because that's the literally the only option you have on ps4 because at least battlegrounds be coming to xbox later this year it's supposed to yeah uh just shows the interest in this type of game and how well it's doing and how it's like revolutionized this mode that's existed you know right and now the uh it's got that success going for it, so that's really neat. Um let's see what else do we have going on this week. Oculus, or I guess Facebook, Oculus announced the Oculus Go, which is for one ninety nine, which is gonna be a, a VR headset that you don't have to put your phone in. It also is not tethered to a computer. Uh it's kinda like that in between thing. I assume it just has the insides of a phone in the headset, so like the power you get from plugging your phone into one of those shitty ones, yeah. it just has that inside of it. But still, for $199, it's not a bad price. Yeah. But obviously, it won't compete with 
the bigger boys. But that $399 price for an Oculus Rift with the touch controllers is now a set price. Oh, hell yeah. So, Good, because I've been really wanting to get that, and I was afraid that was going to go away. Go away. No, that, that, that's its price now, which makes me wonder if they're going to make a, another one soon. Or if they're trying to push this one, or the VR market's really strange right now because it's still in that like this is the future phase. But I feel like it's been like a year and a half or two years where this is the future, you know? Yeah. So I feel like the future needs to be getting here real soon to get yeah. this money back for all of these angel investors investing in VR companies. Yeah, it's good that they're like lowering the price and coming out with newer versions like that, dude, to make it more accessible. To no, them. I mean that's that's always the big entry point is when yeah. we demo our VR stuff at like PAX and everyone loves it. Like, how much is this? And it's, it's like. Well, $800 headset and you need like a thousand dollar rig to run it and it's just that's why the psvr was always the easiest entry point but even then it's not like the best yeah. you know it's just one of those things uh, i mean vr is pretty cool i haven't heard much from it except it's still kind of going on i guess but well i know uh playstation was announcing that you know because it's been a year since psvr and they were showing off that that's they're right. going to have like at least 60 titles or something coming out throughout mm -hmm. 2018. So that's good. I mean, that that's an average of five games a month. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's just always the thing is I feel like, they're like the word games needs to be in parentheses with some of these for oh, VR. Yeah. They're just like interactive experiences. <laughs> I mean, I guess that needs to be said for what we talked about yeah, earlier. Exactly. Then, too, you know? 13, <laughs> games. <laughs> Finished but, games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. That's all the news I really wrote down. I'm trying to like scroll I know through of these something. headlines, which got kind of. Uh, I mean, I guess it's borderline news. Borderlines rumor has it, but um, <laughs> uh, they had a developer from Rocksteady uh, tweet that he couldn't talk about it yet, and he knew that their company has been silent for a while. But he says they've got something big to announce soon, and fans are going to go wild. Ooh, announcements of announcements, so, my favorite. <laughs> What I, I mean, I personally think it's going to be either a Superman or Justice League game. It's probably Justice League, yeah. Um, but if there is one company that could possibly do Superman Justice, yeah, it could be them. I don't know. Making a, a Superman game is hard. Yeah, but, but I feel like they could do it. No, I don't disagree with you. Um, uh, obviously, they're going to build hype with what... They're gonna yeah, I mean, no, de like, no developer's going to be like, hey guys, we got something new to announce, but uh, I mean, it's probably going to be shitty. No, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't necessarily mean like that. I just mean like fans will lose their minds. I feel like a Justice League game wouldn't make fans, quote, lose their minds. They're going to build yeah. hype because that's what they do. The only thing I worry about something like a Justice League game is when you have so many heroes that play so differently. Because like when you look at like the Marvel game, yeah, um, like it's not really that the characters play differently. They just mm -hmm. have different powers. Right. And, and I don't really want a game like that. So I would much rather them focus on one character and make True. like a, a cool game. Because how do you really make a game that has Superman, Batman, The Flash, Wonder mm -hmm. Woman, and like all of them have characteristics? Right. You know, I, I don't want it to just be like a runaround punch and they have different powers. Like you want Superman to fly fast, you want mm -hmm. Flash to run really fast. And... But how do you gamify that without like overly gamifying? It, I don't you know? know exactly. You know, what make me lose my fucking mind. Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Wow. Yeah. That. That'd I've been be... saying this for years. Batman that'd, that'd be Beyond really Arkham. There's your fucking Arkham tie-in. You could get out of the walls of that city or whatever. Like, that would be awesome. The only reason I don't think it'll be anything I don't like think that be is like because that I'm pretty sure that they said that they were done with Batman. No, I, I agree. I don't think it'll be that either. I'm just saying that would make me lose my fucking mind yeah. if that's the case. But I don't think it will be. Didn't they have, a, like, a Batman Be Beyond skin. costume? Yeah, in every one of their games. That's, so. that's cool, at least. Yeah. Wait, they even had it in Arkham Asylum? 
Yeah. Or, Ooh, I never know that. That's when I first started coming. But, um, I really need to backtrack on that. I really need to play. It might have been games. City. I don't remember about Arkham Asylum, but I know for City for sure had it. Yeah, I, know, I knew City. I thought had it, but I didn't know. I didn't think Asylum. So did, let me backtrack. I really I'm not need 100% to play sure. uh, City and Night. Uh, just play Asylum again <laughs> for the third time. Yeah, I do really love that game, man. That's Asylum. I mean, City was fine. Night. Uh, that that to me is still like the best superhero game based on a real superhero. Oh, totally, totally. Oh yeah, we have um, with South Park coming out next week. There's a season pass they announced because you could buy a hundred dollar version of that. But what was in that Hole. season pass? Fuck if I know. <laughs> now the season pass has been detailed. Ooh. Uh, this is according to South Park. Is the game finished? Com. Yeah, no. Uh, season pass owners will be able to enjoy three DLCs: Danger Deck where players will have to face the ultimate combat challenge in Dr. Timothy's Danger Deck. They will be able to unlock exclusive costumes and artifacts. Danger Deck will be available for $5.99 in December 2017. From Dusk Till Casa Bonita, a new story where players will team up with the Coon and Mysterions to defeat a demonic presence at Casa Bonita. This will be available for $11.99 in 2018. And then Bring the Crunch will introduce a new story, including an all-new superhero class, and be available for eleven ninety nine in twenty eighteen. So this season pass is thirty bucks. I think so. Cause, yeah, because it was like a, a sixty and a ninety dollars. Well, version. that's that's like around thirty. Well, that's is, not even thirty. This is twenty four. It's thirty dollars for all three 30, of these together. So, so there's no real savings. Well, that kind of sucks. Uh because you could, I think it was ninety dollars for the the Steelbook edition that comes with the. Technically, that means if you don't get the season pass, you save two cents. You're right. In addition, the season pass will also inc- include a free day one content relics of Zaron, which is a costume pack. Uh, tally your gaming bud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the season pass is twenty nine ninety nine. It's also available with the gold edition. Gold edition. So it just sounds like it's uh. I mean, Batman kind of did this, where it was like a uh, like a challenge room, and then you actually got some story DLC. Sounds kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. I might not even get the season pass. I might just buy the the story DLCs. Especially since like same Batman price. sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so it really I mean, did. if you're if you're literally not saving any money, there's no point. No getting point it. getting. Cause always before, like I feel like the season pass should be twenty five, because then you at least like save five dollars for buying it up front. That twenty. Yeah. Like, give me some incentive to get exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. I don't think they're figuring this out very well. Because, um, I mean, that was like you know, Fallout 4. Like, they had to raise the price because there was so much there's content. so much content. I bought that season pass for 30, and I never even fucking finished that game. So they got me. Yep. Good job, suckers. Ha, I never sucker. did, and I never finished that game because <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> so that's all the news I have for this week. That's about the only thing I know of. Let's move on to my new favorite segment of the show, Rumor Has It. Got one hot rumor for you this week, Neil. Here we go. False. Rumor bad. Uh, Rumor Has It, there's a Game Boy classic around the corner. Hmm. Nintendo's filed a patent involving the Game Boy. In the past, Nintendo has filed patents on the Nintendo 64, the Super Nintendo, and the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two of those have come out as small boxes you can play old games on. One of those most likely is, and I'm assuming this Game Boy patent is as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels weird 
because it's like is it just like a small portable game boy you can around is it like a shitty green screen what are we putting on this you know yeah because those games already ran at 60 frames a second right so you're not gonna run any better right I'm not gonna um, look any better this could be a play just so no one else can do this they're just relicensing the Game Boy. I, I doubt it. They're making. They're gonna make a fucking Game Boy Classic because mm-hmm. you can put. What do you put on that? You put Tetris. Yeah. You can put Mario Land Two. Yep. You can put Gargoyles Quest. Yep. Put Donkey Kong. Yep. Land or something. One yep. of those. That's what they were called. Uh, one of those Mega Man games is out on Game Boy. Mm-hmm. If you include Game Boy Color, we can do Mario Tennis, Mario Golf. Uh, I don't know if they put Pokemon on one of these. Red, blue, gold, or silver. I don't think you put Pokemon. Yeah, I think Pokemon's big enough to be on its own. Uh, you can put Pokemon Pinball, though. Yeah, probably some. Yeah, that's You can put like, Metroid 2 in it. Now that like, Metroid's a thing again. Here's the original Metroid 2. Yeah. And I'm sure there are other Home Game Boy games. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are other Game Boy games I can't think about right now off the top of my head. But, like, it's a thing they could do. And, again, it'll, it'll print money. So. I yeah, think... I'd, be, I'd be interested in seeing, like, because, like, one of the cool things about the new nes and the new snes is that you know these games now run in hd and right uh like with the snes you have the um the the rewind feature mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i don't know it'd just be weird because i don't really know what game boy games would benefit from this other than you're just making them available for other people hey man anyway but, i can play uh, tetris I mean, attack again totally down yeah <laughs> so i mean we'll see these things are selling well. Why not? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a patent made, so I say good rumor. Yeah, I say it's a good rumor. I think it's going to happen. So. I think the N64 will happen first. That'll yeah. be like holiday next year, where we'll have NES Classics like again in the summer, and then N64 yeah. for $100 with four controllers and Smash Brothers. I really... uh, It, it makes me really wish, especially like... I, I wish they'd stop doing the Wii port and instead do like yeah. a USB port, because then it'd be really cool to like be able to use... I mean, I'm sure that's like what they're that's avoiding. That's exactly what they don't want to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is, is they don't want these controllers to be able to be used on like emulators and crap. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is to get them, you the only way to get that USB actual <laughs> Nintendo it's controller still to is still thing, to buy that so, thing. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and it'd be nice if like you could go back and plug it into the Wii and play the classic games with it. Like if it reads as like a classic controller or something. That would be cool, but I doubt it would. Yeah, that 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 would be really cool though. I'd love <laughs> to go back and like, but I mean, I guess those games that I have on the Wii would probably most likely be on the N sixty four classic. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. I didn't really buy too many, and they're, I, shut, I they're shutting like, that shop down next year anyway. So. Yeah, I bought like Sin and Punishment and uh, like Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't think I really bought too many N sixty four games. Oh, Paper Mario. Yeah, or maybe no, I probably got that on Wii U actually. <laughs> but, uh, so let's see what's coming out next week. Uh, yesterday, on Friday the 13th, oh. you can buy Friday the 13th, the game, physically on PS4. Um, yeah, still not done. <laughs> it's been out since May, technically. Uh, new releases, Evil Within 2 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And then next Tuesday, South Park, the Fractured Butthole on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. GT Sport is actually coming out. Nice. Isn't it like just online, though? No, I don't think no? so. I thought it was. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know the answer to this question. Yeah, from from a lot of what I've... Maybe it was just like the demo was only online or something mm. like that, but I feel like this is not like a 
full Gran Turismo. Like, I think that's why they didn't call it seven. Yeah, probably so. It took them long enough to make this even. Then, well, uh, Ux wouldn't be Gran Alex, Turismo. Ux E L E X coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Etrian Odyssey Five Beyond the Myth on 3DS. Uh, WWE 2K18 on PS4 and Xbox One. All three versions. Yep, and NBA 2K18 on Switch two weeks after uh, the big boy consoles. Nice. So that's it for your new releases. Um, now let's take a trip back to the past with Retro Rewind. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Vaughn's not here to do it, Mike. Oh, thank you for, for picking up Vaughn Slack. You're welcome. Other Vaughn. <laughs> uh, pretty good week for Retro Rewind. I mean, I think all the weeks going forward will be pretty good weeks That's for, true. for Retro Rewind. We are getting to that time of the year. Exactly. Where I remember, what was it, Uh, when we were still working at Gameware, I remember there was like a statistic that uh, pretty much between October and December, like 53% of the games that come out in a year come out in those three months. No, that probably sounds so. right. Uh, games like Demon Souls came out this Whoa! week in North America eight years ago on PS3. I think we talked about that last week. Did we? Yeah. Oh, well, because okay. wasn't it like also Dark Souls? Oh yeah, because we recorded late Friday, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, because October 6th was last Friday. I couldn't remember what all we covered. Yeah, because we talked about, but we didn't talk about. Nope. Because this next day, Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Comes out this week on GameCube in 2003. What a fucking amazing game. Actually, uh, going back to when pre-orders were actually pretty cool. Um, I pre-ordered that game through GameStop, and I still have my Beautiful Joe ceramic bobblehead. Nice. That I got with that. That's they, pretty good. They had two different bobbleheads, and it was like random which one you got. Um, I got the more common one, which was Beautiful Joe in his suit. The other one was just Joe in his regular get-up with the blue mm. shirt and shorts. You pre-order Mario Odyssey from GameStop, you get a keychain. Or something of that nature. Uh, this well, week... What the, I saw something that they have a air freshener. That's with it. A that's it. An air freshener, not a keychain. <laughs> uh, this week what is Mario smell. <laughs> I don't want to know. Ass crack. He's <laughs> a plumber. Uh, this week in 1993, Link: The Faces of Evil came out on CDI. That's a spinoff, bro. You that's, can't. That's a terrible. CDI. That is. Oh, don't those games not exist? Also, it? on the same day in 1993, Zelda The Wand of Gamelon came out on CDI. You know a game's going to be good when two of them launch on the same... And this isn't like Pokemon. This isn't just like slight variations in a game. This is... Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Shrek Hassle the, at the Castle came out on GBA in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door was released uh, this week in 2004 Damn. on GameCube what a fucking great game I haven't played that one man um, if you play a Paper Mario play that one cause that game is yeah. really good I don't have to play the first one first um, no okay uh, this isn't really retro, but I'm including it so I can tell the story. Uh, this week, four years ago, Pokemon X and Y came out in 3DS. <laughs> and that was probably GameWare's most successful midnight launch, I'd say. Only because Steven and I planned it in less than five days to spite a former employee. 
and that's the only reason we did it. Have you heard the story? I have not. So uh, on the Facebook group, someone asked if we were having a midnight sale, and we had never really thought talked about it. But someone who no longer works at Gameware and had no authority to say this was responded like, no, we're not really doing one. So I sent that to Steve, and he was like, let's fucking do a midnight release now. Uh, so we did, and we ordered pizza, and we had soft drinks, and we did trivia and gave away prizes. And we had like 70 people come in that night and buy Pokemon X and Y. That's awesome. On like a last minute thrown together thing. <laughs> and that was like my favorite, my favorite like event that we've done. Um, also X and Y games. Uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney came out in 2005 this week on wow, Nintendo DS. Yes. Great fucking franchise. Ah, One I still need to play. Like, what a good finish. week. I know. Kirby Air Ride came out on GameCube this week in 2003. Oh, the best one-button racing game ever. <laughs> Oh man! And then uh, that game is really fun. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. Which one means the most to you, Neil? Beautiful Joe. Yeah, definitely. Um, just uh, still one of those series I really want to come back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really want a third game. And I mean, that'd, granted, be, that'd be a cool announcement. Unfortunately, you know that's you know probably. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen because that's owned by Capcom, and, and they don't, don't all the people that games. used to work for Clover are now Platinum, pretty much. Right. Um. So you know that those people sense. went on to make some fantastic games like Vanquish and mm-hmm. uh, Okami and stuff like that. Star Fox Zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some some you know you don't always make a good game. No. Um. But man, yeah, like Beautiful Joe is just. It's comical, it's witty, mm-hmm. it's very difficult. Very stylish. Very stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like all what the game's about. <laughs> and, I, I, man, I just really, really, really love that game. I love the different powers, like how you slow down stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it bu- it builds up to where when you punch something, it's it's way more powerful because right. it's been building. Uh, and then you have the speed up where you can catch things on fire because you're hitting it so fast. Uh, but it's weaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, man, just such a great game, man. And the second one is just as good. See, yeah, I've I've, I've been played those all the way through. And then when they came out but... on PlayStation, they added Dante as an unlockable character, which is really cool. For me, game wise, I'd probably say Phoenix Wright because I really enjoyed that series. Mm-hmm. But I really love our Pokemon X and Y Midnight release that we did, so that's still kind of there. But game, I'd probably say Phoenix Wright. I never finished the third one. Um because it got really bogged down, but that first game was so great. Yeah, that, I, I actually have so only ever played the first three. Yeah, I never got. I heard Apollo Justice that. is pretty good because then we start getting into like you know, other characters. And then Phoenix Wright comes back. And then it's digital only, and those games don't exist. And there's a crossover with Layton, so then it gets a little like, weird. Um, but it gets to the point where like I take a break from those games, and then to go back, I just need to start over. Like at this point, it's been like a year or two. Like I need to restart three, you know, because I don't remember right. anything. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for your Retro Rewind. That's it for your new releases. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can. GameWareExpress at gmail.com. Let's wrap the show up with special stages. Would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I guess I don't really have much to talk about personally, except that I am very excited. So I don't know how many people listen to this show that really know how much I really love the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> um, but man, five and one. Yeah. Them in Kansas City are, like, yeah. running this shit. And uh, so uh, one of my friends, uh, you know, we've been friends since third grade. He is a huge Chiefs fan, and <laughs> I'm a huge Eagles fan. 
And so we are straight up planning that if it ends up somehow becoming an Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl, we are heading to Minnesota. <laughs> and that would be like the trip of a lifetime, man. Like, uh, yeah, I but, bet. But man, like, I'm just so excited that they're like, I, I don't think I, I've been a fan of the Eagles since 2009. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think they've ever started this good since then. No, I don't think so. And, you know, I'm just it's a very young team, but a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, granted, some of the players will, you know, like Alshon Jeffrey is a little older. Darren Sproles is older, but he's hurt right now. Yeah, that injury is probably uh, going to force him to retirement, yeah, I think. I mean, because he's in his late 30s, so yeah. I, I don't think he's going to come back from that. But, mm-hmm. man, just, uh, I'm loving it, man. Yeah, I'm half your it. fantasy team are Eagles, so. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Blunt's been not necessarily a disappointment, but I think he's definitely underutilized and, I'm just, you know, but I have people like Zach Ertz and, you know, him being the leading, like, to, to for them to have the leading tight end in the game right now. Which sucks. O- I, had Ertz, over Gronk. I, had, I had Ertz last year and he did shit for me. Right. And and it's just, it's just you know, Peterson has come in and really changed the game, like, yeah. forcing it to go to one-on-one outs. And so that really opens up the tight end game. And, you know, Ertz caught two touchdowns against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Man, that game was giving me a heart attack towards <laughs> the end. But, uh. I think my favorite stat from uh, the last game was minus Cam Newton running. Um, the the Panthers running backs averaged uh, 2.769 inches per carry yeah, against I, the Eagles defense. I have, one of the, I have one of the Panthers running backs on my team. Luckily, he caught some passes. Caught some passes, yeah. yeah. So he got some points. But yeah, rushing was not the thing to do. So. Ah, like, how do you – like, I thought that was a – I thought that dude, like, missed <laughs> yards. Yeah. You know? And I was like, there's no – but – Man, like, Inches. yeah, like, they got, like, a combined, like, on 20-something carries, they got, like, a combined six yards. Yeah. Because there's at one point, because uh, I didn't start watching the game until um, right after halftime, and at that time, the Panthers' rushing yards was negative 11. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of football, this isn't mine. I'm on two, whatever. Uh, LSU just beat Auburn in oh, ranks yeah. after two weeks of losing to Troy, so now we're... And being heavily favored to lose that game. Yeah, exactly. So that was insane. I, I, we, we were texting. I was telling yeah. you that. I was like, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, but I think Auburn's going to pull it out, and it ended up being just the opposite. Yeah, I mean, well, when, I, when we were texting that, we were down 20 to nothing. Yeah. And we came back and won 27-24, so that's exciting. Uh, my special stage is I've been staying in Biloxi all week for work, one of the casino hotels, and in the hotel they have an escape room. I've never done one of those before. They're popping up like all over Twitter, nice. and they're like the, the thing right now, I guess. It was like really fun. It was Krampus themed, so it fits like the Halloween and thanks uh, Christmas theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that. We had to like find clues and banish Krampus to the underworld again. That's cool. Uh, I still I've never done an escape room either. It was really, really neat. Like they have four one. of them here in Baton Rouge on the 13th gate. Sweet. That I want to get together and do. But it was really neat, you know, because I played a lot of like Crimson and Viridian Room back in middle school. Those flash games where you mm-hmm. basically just find clues to escape the room. Um, but it was cool. It was, it was Hugo too. Who done it? Yeah, it was five of my coworkers and then two randos, uh, and it was just really neat. I've always wanted to do it, and it was pretty cool. And this is probably one of the smaller ones. I have a feeling, because uh, I know the owner of the Thirteenth Gate, and he goes like all in with his stuff. So I'm sure they're like theming and and, and set up for their escape rooms are like pretty cool nice yeah we should go check that out i, I think agree. don't you need eight people to do the one at 13th gate i think it's uh it's four to eight they okay. say six is a good number gotcha. so because we were uh actually thinking about trying to do that for my bachelor party but because it was really. going to be like 12 people we didn't want to split up the groups no yeah so. because it, the i checked them out because the website says four to eight 
Uh, my mom was saying her friend who works there is like six is the sweet number. Mm -hmm. And on their website, it's cool because you have like little videos of each of the ones that they have here. And then there's like ratings on like success rate, scariness, like logic, math skills, and like physicality. So each one's different. So that's pretty cool. That's neat. Uh, I definitely want to do more of those because I like puzzles and using my brain and logic mm -hmm. and figuring things out. Uh, so it's really exciting because we like found this box that we didn't know. It was like it had three dials on the top, and we didn't couldn't find the the, the combination or how to get it anywhere i was like looking for something else like hidden in the corner there are these three circles with dots and i was like "Ooh, i found it like ran across the room and grabbed the box and I Ooh, this so is smart. the room where uh if you don't kill the dogs we have to run back in and these <laughs> yeah, lights exactly. indicate how many more tries we have <laughs> um so escape rooms are fun i want to do more of them and that's our show you can follow me on twitter at adam arinder i am at mochazord you can find gamer on facebook which which you've still never acknowledged and i told you i was going to switch it to by the way so appreciate that <laughs> calling you out on the show here you can find gameware on facebook <laughs> facebook.com slash gameware or this podcast facebook.com slash gameware express listen to us on soundcloud when i post every friday unless it's a super saturday spectacular like next week's will be too we're like we're like those abc cartoons mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. today um also on iTunes, Xbox Music, and SoundCloud. Check out our Extra Life stream Saturday, November 4th. Saturday, November 4th. Saturday, November 4th at 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time. Twitch.tv slash TeamGameWareBR. We'll also be at FIFOCon in Baton Rouge at downtown at the Bell the weekend before on that Friday, October 27th. Time and panel TBD. We'll be doing something there. Huh. Still working on that. Huh. Scheduling uh, mix-up this week I learned about, so... TBD. I can't wait to learn all about soccer. Can't wait. Uh, Neil, thanks for coming and hanging out today. Hey, it's been great, man. Um, I'll get this post as quick as I can. I'm really hungry. So I need some food. Um, next week, everyone should be back here. I'll drag everyone by the ears because it's our 200th episode. Two zero zero. That just looked like a hand job. Yeah, it did. Um, so just come back for that. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Uh, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Go Tigers, and we'll see you next week.
Thank you.